0: back to a whole new episode of But dum tess where today we're talking about many things that seem to come from the depths groundhogs as well as dreams my name is tess and i'm joined as always by the exuberant the glowing the ephemeral the the peaches of the trees trina Sun y'all. <laughs> hi trina
1: Hey, I, I like I like being ephemeral. Yeah, I do. I think that's true of all of us.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if that applied to just words or uh, objects. But I think anyway. I think
1: it's true about objects. And speaking of ephemeral things. Right. We're going to talk dreams. about dreams. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do have them when I when I I think they've become more vivid after I graduated college because I'm not as stressed. And so. I am getting more and more of them. Um, and I I can't say that they're always good. Um, in fact, mostly they are pretty bad. Um, but my housemate slash best friend gets really, really, really vivid and cool and freaky dreams. And so something I've taken to doing lately is draw, drawing their dreams. Like I'll just make little comics of their dreams, which is really cute
0: that's awesome thanks can we get a link down below or um, is it not the type of thing you can look at
1: it's totally not the i mean i don't have it li- i don't have it on on the web i don't have it on the web but i can show it to you at some point i'll send you pics viewers oh,
0: that'll be see. for our yeah for our only fans page if you subscribe to our uh but i'm tess only fans you get to see um cartoons i guess i get big fat dreams trina i get really crazy ones i think as a result of like medicinal side effects and i also struggle to sort of like find the difference between dreaming and being awake
1: wow what is that what do you mean like you wake up and you're not sure that you're awake sorry that came off right but i'm just like (laughs) what are you saying
0: fucking idiot (laughs) um I'm saying that we wouldn't know the feeling of being awake if we didn't know the feeling of dreaming. Um, But I listen to my dreams because I think it's my body trying to be like, Hey, bitch, remember all these signs we were trying to give you throughout the day that you were not listening to? Like, your tummy hurts and you're having mood swings and shit. And then I'll have a dream that's like, girl, you're about to get your period. And I wake up feeling a lot better because I thought I was going crazy
2: and then my dreams say
0: no it's just me that's that's so prescriptive it's very rare that i have a dream that
1: gives me a message that will be useful for the next day that's Mm. almost that's like the zoc doc of dreams you know the (laughs) app with health insurance i feel like right yeah yeah not sponsored by zoc doc promise guys not at all well, I would say my dreams normally just absolutely scare the shit out of me. Like they just are so weird. Um and then I'll wake up and be like, "Okay, what what was that about?" Honestly, that was like crazy of me to say cuz it's like I um, I said like a series of sentences that means so little. <laughs> but the other, well, you know, th- the other thing I was going to say is Um, I don't have really profound dreams but I have the face of someone that will always listen to someone talk about their dreams which is why whenever people see me even if they like really don't know me like that they'll be like I had a dream can I tell you about it and I'll be like you know what I have a feeling that you're gonna start all without me even saying yes and normally they do and then I just like have because I think it's because I have such a round little button nose. I'm so sweet and precious like a <laughs> strawberry.
0: <laughs> you, me I have use. often compared you to a strawberry. You have. You give off the same you. aura. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's beautiful. You're the gem of the dirt. Um, <laughs> I want to run something by you because I have a lot of dreams that are like about. Um, running away from molasses because of the 1919 molasses spill. Wow. The great molasses flood of 1919. So specifically that molasses flood is what your dream is always about? No. I just think that I think about that event a lot because it's bonkers. Well, what happened? It's batshit crazy. What happened? Okay. A molasses factory in none other than the city of Boston, of course. Of course. Burst open (laughs) and tons and tons of hot molasses streamed into the streets. Oh, my God. Killing, like, I think it was 19 Maybe I'm just thinking of the number 19. Killing a bunch of people and wounding (laughs) many more. Oh, no. Um, So I just have it on the mind a lot because I I think that's a crazy way to go. It is.
1: Must be molasses on the brain
0: you know right sorry that was amazing (laughs) thanks I don't know I don't know if this counts as dreaming but sometimes you know you manifest things or you just say something and then two days later something related to it happens Mm -hmm. I just have to throw this out there I you know a few days ago was talking about Rihanna and to be fair, I usually am, but but this time two days later she was pregnant. And I don't know.
1: That was you I'm just that saying, did
0: that. I impregnated Rihanna, is I think pretty much what that is saying.
1: My cue about that though, honestly. Right. Yeah. This is like a slight tangent, but we're all here to listen to podcasts for the tangents. Don't be God. fooling yourself, listener. Listen, the the photos of Rihanna in her pink coat with her belly mm-hmm. out and the jeans and then there's snow outside. Yeah. I was like, "Babe, you're going to be cold. You're catching a cold <laughs> because one thing about that, I was like, I do not see an undershirt. Not only do That's I not see true. an undershirt, I don't see anything covering her belly." So I'm like, "The baby is chattering." And it's snowing outside. I
0: was, like, shocked. I was appalled. I was like, no, put that away for the warmth. Yeah. One beautiful thing about humans is that they are warm-blooded mammals. So inside, I bet the baby was still 98.6, Okay, right? sure. Wow. Someone's <laughs> coming in with
1: biology all of a sudden. Maybe, but you ever wear a sweater, but you go outside That's how I kind of think about it. We're all warm-blooded, as in our blood keeps us warm. But then if you, like, touch the air, and the air... Okay, this isn't really making as much sense as I thought it would. But, listener, I want you to know that I did never study science after, honestly, the age of 17. So it's been a minute, and my knowledge isn't up to par.
0: And I did, (laughs) but I also talk out of my ass and, you know think I'm the next, uh, E.E. E. Cummings. Yes. Not at all do I think I'm the next E.E. E. Cummings. That's just the first name that came to my mind. I like it. Why don't I ever just, like, not say the first thing that comes to my mind is a question that I have. Maybe that can be explained by one of our later guests who I'm so excited to have on. Guys, we've got a great show for you today. Ooh. Billie
3: Eilish is here. <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back. Seven in 10 girls believe that they are, in some way, not good enough. For more information on this startling statistic, please visit patriarchy.biz. But here at Gold Comedy, we're using comedy to help girls run the world. How? By helping teen girls and women and non-binary folks boost their confidence, smash perfectionism, write sharper, think faster, and command any stage. I'm Gold's founder, Lynn Harris, and I approve this message and the message that soup is always good after a bad day. But that's not what this ad is for. Soup doesn't need ads. Join Gold Comedy at club.goldcomedy.com.
0: Trina, what's your favorite classical musician?
1: Whoa.
0: (laughs) Mine is is Bach, because we're back.
1: Okay, but I do have a genuine answer to that question.
0: Okay. I'd I was like, like to
1: know whoa, it. we are on a different pod. Okay. So Dvorak, is, <laughs> Dvorak is great. Um, that's, that's, okay. that's um, mid century modern. Um, but mm-hmm. early, early 20th century. Tchaikovsky can't go wrong with him because he was gay. So True. there's, but, if that's something that people won't admit. That's something the Russian government has tried to cover up. Also, I don't know if that should be in the pod, honestly, because is that incriminating? He's hes dead now. so He's I don't like think
0: totally dead. He's totally dead. You can't. But you cannot incriminate you him. If you have
1: ever heard the Swan Lake, bro, that is queer.
0: True. Swan Lake Goddamn. is
1: queer, straight up. There is so much going on in
0: there. Speaking of so much going on here, <laughs> we... <laughs> are so excited to bring on our first guest. She is the community manager of Gold. She is, like, one of the funniest people on social media I've personally ever met. I've known her for a long time and have never met her in person, but just, like, recently? I don't know. Whatever. I'm, it's This is on air, but what a great, great human being, and we're so excited to have her on the podcast. Please welcome... Christina. woo! Oh, thanks guys. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks guys.
1: It is really crazy that I've never met you in person. I feel like <laughs> you insane. have such a presence in my life and we have literally <sighs> never met in person. That's crazy. Oh my God. It's giving
0: long distance relationships. Oh my God. LDR,
1: LDR, 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 <laughs> LDR
0: right? But like, But the only one I would ever, ever take on. right? Right. You know
1: what? Right. Speak on it. Tess, that was coming from a place and I hear you.
0: Yeah, a a deep place. (laughs) I don't believe in long distance relationships. I'll say it on the pod. (laughs) Be who Um, you are,
1: (laughs) babe. Be who you are.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But something I do believe in, and something I believe Christina believes in, also is dreams. Mm. What is it with me and these transitions recently? Dude? <laughs> I I'm
1: actually think they're all
0: surprising myself. They're
1: really good. Yeah, natural. <laughs> like,
0: Christina, you have a little bit of experience with dreams, don't you?
4: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say I have some experience with, with with dreams. We're talking we're talking sleepy dreams,
0: right? We're not talking well dreams. I. I could say both because I also believe you to be a person of many aspirations. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, too many. Too many sis.
0: <laughs> Will you tell us <laughs> Not. what some of them are?
4: Yes. Oh boy. Oh, wait, my sleepy dreams or my dreams? No dreams? like your What do you want in life? <laughs> right, like what oh, are your goals? Boy. What um, are you
0: looking for?
4: The sweet, sweet release of student debt. Um, <laughs> no, um, right.
3: been there. But no. Ray.
4: Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of dreams. I, lo- I love TV. Right. One of my big dreams is to be able to write and uh, start my own TV show. You know, even if it has a laugh track, that would be ideal. <laughs> something, something <laughs> right. like something like that. Um, and yes, yeah, stand up too. I I always envision myself on stage. I'm a Leo, so I'm a little bit of a narcissist. So I love love being be on stage. Who
1: Me. You are. It's crazy that Christina had to ask us if we were being serious because we we're never ever serious with her, and we're literally always oh, no. joking around. We're such jokesters here at But I'm um, Tess. Um, we're, that's why like Christina had to be like, "Are you guys
0: being serious?" So, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Am I going to be embarrassed for answering my dreams?" Like, no, no, again, yeah. Like, imagine but, if you told us <laughs> you told us your dreams, we were like, "Those are stupid." Right.
1: Imagine if you told us like this big dream you had for yourself, and we were like. Yeah. Cake rocks. Imagine
0: Kick Rocks. No, but but uh listener, Christina is like very funny. And actually in the Gold workshop we're doing uh, a reading of your script soon, right? Oh yeah, it's not my script. Um just to be clear.
4: I'm I'm acting in Power. it. Uh it's actually another Goldie uh Miranda, who I went to school with. We both went to Emerson. Shout out to Sunday! Um and, yeah. <laughs> um so she wrote the script with um somebody else actually, Paula, um who's also a part of our oh, community. Yeah. Um it's really funny. Um and we're gonna do a reading of it uh through Golds. But I'm just acting in it. Um I'm, I'm I'm just a pawn, you know? I'm <laughs> like yeah. I just but sure. yeah. But it's it's great. I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: That's amazing. We can't wait to read we're it. We're so excited. I think it's also cool. I feel like as long as I've
1: known you, you've always had like projects that you're doing. For yourself and that's really amazing to see.
4: Oh, thanks. Christina's Honestly. on the
1: grind. Oh my right? god,
4: thanks, guys. Honestly, I I mean not to be that person, but like I really have gold to think for that. Like, you know, you like being in the community and like everybody being so supportive and just like about it. Like it makes me want to like be better and continue to create because it's like, oh my God, I'm like a part of a really cool community and everyone's doing something. Bitch, you better write a script. Like that's mm. that's where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, thank you for saying that.
0: You have an incredible ability to make people feel comfortable. Like you're mm-hmm. a great host of comedy shows, et cetera.
1: Thank you. It's crazy, actually, because there's Zoom shows, which I think are like <laughs> even more difficult than regularized shows to yeah. host. And the fact that you make them so lively and fun and like make everyone feel so excited is such It's a amazing. Feat. Which is why, listener, you have to come see it in action. Yeah. You literally have it's
4: to so see it in action. It's cool. Gold Comedy it. Live. We do it every month. Oh, thanks for saying that, guys. I have to be I have to be real. Um, the truth is uh, on hosting on Zoom is pretty easy because I'm just looking at myself the whole time. I'm just yes. I'm just having fun with myself the whole time. No, I'm kidding. I have fun. with <laughs> guys, But um, but it, it helps. It helps when I can see myself. I've, I've spent a lot of time yeah. in the mirror. So I feel pretty comfortable
0: looking at myself. Um so that's gorgeous you. and thank also you, good though. advice. Thank you for saying that, yeah. Christina, I have here also, just to change directions a little bit, just a note that says, let's be blunt, we doesn't put you in REM sleep. Do you want to speak on that? Okay,
4: yeah. So um when I was in college, um shout out to student. Debt. I'm
1: just gonna keep <laughs> right. saying until until no, it's not funny anymore. C- um, <laughs> it's a callback. It's a callback, and I
4: love <laughs> and I just right. did it three times, so I'm a comedian. Um right. <laughs> Uh, so I went to college. I went I went to Emerson. And long story short, I got caught smoking weed. And um, <laughs> I had to go to a class, like a seminar, um, because I got caught by the RAs blowing up my dorm room. And right. um, <laughs> I had to take this class that was basically teaching um, people the effects of marijuana. And what I liked about it was that it wasn't like super like, don't do this, this is bad. It wasn't like that, it was more so like, did you know? Um, and they called it, let's be blunt. <laughs> <It's funny>. And <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm down. I learned that you can smoke weed for 50 years and then one day if you quit, your brain will just eventually like redevelop itself. Like all those brain cells that you lost when you were smoking weed, you know, people were like, weed makes your brain cells, disappear um that's what they told me they said that basically whatever damage that it would put on your brain like maybe like your short-term memory for instance um which a bitch could be forgetting shit uh mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's bad um that's for sure but basically that um your brain will basically like regenerate eventually um your brain is super powerful so basically i'm never quitting um just kidding <laughs> um and then i learned that when you go to sleep high you actually never or it's harder for you to go into rem cycle rapid eye movement which is what makes you dream so um basically the last level of your sleep is your rem cycle and that's when you dream the most vivid and and it tends to be like the dreams that you remember um but when you go to sleep high on cloud nine Uh it's harder for you to go into REM. Um so a lot of people say they get like a really amazing night's sleep when they're high, but you actually don't. You don't get your best night's sleep. Um but I'ma still do it though. Uh and (laughs) and um I honestly like it's crazy too because I didn't think that shit was real, but then I took like a tea break and boy, I was having some vivid ash dreams. And then I remember Sorry, just
1: to clarify. Tea break? What do you mean? Like tea yes. as in like Earl Grey, or am I missing something? T H. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a, you know what? Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and some people,
4: it's like a tolerance break. A lot of people say okay. so. It's like it's it's basically when people are like. <laughs> this weed ain't hitting the way it used to and then they need a little break um from it to like build their bring their tolerance lower whatever fine I didn't take it for that reason but I forgot I forgot why I I think it was because I was like I got my wisdom (laughs) teeth out or some stupid shit like that and the doctor Mm. was like the doctor literally was like do you smoke weed and me being the person that I am I wanted to lie so bad but then he was like please tell me because (laughs) And I was like, okay, so yeah, yeah, I do. I don't even know why I lied. It's like legal and I'm an adult, but I just feel like I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm crazy. But anyways, long story short, uh, you can't go under. um, If you have THC in your system, you can can wake up during surgery. So I was like, (laughs) no, thank you. So I, I took a tea break, but I did notice that I was like, oh my God, I forgot how freaking anxious I am. Like my dreams... I have really like I don't have like night terrors like I know that there are people who really suffer from that like they'll wake up like they'll wake up and um you know just like be like screaming or sweating in a panic but like me I I I I do have some pretty vivid dreams and it's always something like I'm almost always in New York City and it's always a gun there's a gun always somewhere like it's it's it's, like, I have, like, these dreams that are, like, not, like, a, a crazy monster. It's, like, nah, this shit will very much happen to me. Like, it very much can happen to me. Like, it's me getting kidnapped or me getting, like, you know, held at gunpoint or me getting robbed. And, like, I have those dreams a lot. Um, I think it's just because I'm a fearful little lady. Mm-hmm. So right. <laughs> so everything scares <laughs> me. Um, and I noticed that when I took my tea break. I was, like, wow, I forgot that I I have these dreams all the time.
0: Dude, speaking of uh sleep and substances i unfortunately sometimes wake up really early and i'm like fuck it might as well get the day going so i drink some coffee and then i go read on the couch and then i fall asleep reading oh right yes but i fall asleep after consuming a cup of coffee and just get the wildest sleep paralysis where the dream is happening but it's happening inside of the room that i'm sleeping in and oh wow in really uncomfortable but like what kind of of stuff will happen
1: what kind of stuff will happen in those dreams
0: like someone is approaching me in the room that I know I fell asleep in so it feels like my eyes are just open and they're approaching me and they're gonna choke me I can tell they're gonna come choke me and I'm gonna try and leave but I can't move my body Whoa! like that type of thing. Yeah. I never,
1: I never knew exactly what sleep paralysis was, but I think what you're describing is something that's happened to me many, many times actually, where it's It's like a dream that's happening in your current reality where something is like happening to you or like you are feeling like, like I get those, I get ones that are like, I'm, I'm, I'm like lying on my bed and I'm going to like fall off. Like I'm falling off the bed. Mm. But I'm asleep. Yeah. But I'm falling off the bed. It's crazy. It's like hate- crazy dreams. Are so crazy. But it's just like dreams are fucking crazy. It's just like wow. I didn't know that that was sleep paralysis in the way that you just described. Yeah. But it, but it is. I guess
4: sleep paralysis is intense. My partner he suffers from sleep paralysis, and like I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night I just hear like mm mm, mm and I'm like wake up wake up like it's just oh, like no. like he's trying to wake up and like that's that's just like on cue now like i'm just so used to it i just rock him and like i'm just like go wow. to your side like it's like it's crazy i've had to go to your side yeah it's bad they say they say if you feel like you're having sleep paralysis you should try to wiggle your toes hmm. that should be that's like the the thing that will like kind of wake up your body because basically what sleep paralysis is at least from my my
0: google search
1: so christina i have a question for you um all dream telling aside I know we've been telling the listener all about all the dreams that we have which I'm sure everyone is really interested in. Um but I kind of want to talk about, you know, like manifestation which is a trend of course, but it's also something very real that people spiritually follow. And um one thing I find interesting is that sometimes people talk about like having seen like a premonition or something in their dreams of like a dream that they have in their real life. So like someone who's studying to be in med school is like dreaming of themselves as a gynecologist or whatever. Which is <laughs> not my dream to have, but might true. be someone else's. And I'm wondering if anything like that has ever happened to you, and then if you've ever seen it come true. or if Yeah, you're I mean, it still. the
4: first one that comes to mind is that I've had multiple dreams meeting Rihanna, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> but and she's, she's back. And she's <laughs> back. Yes. Um, and then uh, another one. I mean, actually, more recently. Um, I started doing a lot of IRL in real life, open mics. Um, Mm. and I, I noticed Mm. that now when I come back from an open mic, sometimes, like, especially if it's a good night, which comes and goes, but, um, I'll dream about me being on stage, me telling my jokes on stage. And I'll dream that it's like coming out like so amazing and the crowd goes wild. Um, and yeah, and, um, I don't know, like, it's it's kind of cute because i haven't really dreamt like that um but now that i'm like going out more and being on stage more i'm like dreaming about it more and then i wake up and i'm like i'm a comedian dreams come yeah like it's 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 really cute it's cute it kind of keeps me going um, yeah because i'm like i can do this
0: like (laughs) it's you can yeah yeah it's amazing that's beautiful that's beautiful so christina feliciano thank you so much for coming on the podcast you are doing the work you are doing the work and we're gonna throw it to a break but then we'll be back with a very exciting special guest to interpret our dreams and end our nightmares
3: hi it's me lynn founder of gold comedy you and i met before when we were talking about soup well I founded GOLD because I believe that comedy is power. Because when you make people laugh, you make people listen. And I wanna make sure that everybody listens to women and non-binary folks. The GOLD Comedy Club is an all-inclusive comedy world with women and non-binary folks right at the center. Your annual subscription includes classes, celebrity Q&As, performances, practice, and collaboration, all in a safe, ad-free community of people who get you and your jokes. So join us to amplify your voice, literally with a mic, at club.goldcomedy.com.
0: Trina, I literally cannot wait to bring on our next guest.
1: Dude, tell me why. Tell me why. Who's our guest? Who's our guest?
0: Our next guest is an artist, a textile designer, a nomadic world traveler. Have you ever met a nomadic world traveler who, like, sucks? Because I haven't, personally. No, I haven't.
1: I haven't. I've only, I haven't met many, but I, but they don't, normally they don't suck, I think.
0: Yeah. Right. Currently, our next guest is living in North Carolina, creating fiber arts, focusing on spinning yarns from raw materials, often creating textiles through various textile making technologies like knitting, weaving on a loom, crochet, etc. As you can see, this is not my specialty at all please <laughs> welcome on oak red welcome hello back.
2: hi hello.
1: <laughs> to give <laughs> you, you a visual
0: to give you a visual listener oak is looking
1: absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and he's wearing this like beautiful red hat i was thank gonna you. ask thank yeah. you thank you and like a actually made
2: multiple items that i'm wearing oh
1: my god what from of yarn
2: course. yeah from yarn that i spun myself
1: what Mm -hmm. dude okay so
2: i'm i feel really connected to those types of very hands-on using your hands to create something from nothing type of thing
0: wow you know that's amazing like like art is what you're saying
2: yeah but (laughs) specifically more with fibers and uh like wool linen cotton those types of things i have been weaving and crocheting for 11 12 years this year So I've been doing it since I was young, really.
0: And a good majority
2: of my life, I've been interested in yarn, interested in making yarn, interested in knitting and weaving and crocheting and all those types of things. I have pillows and rugs in my house that I've made, wall hangings, all types of things. Plant hangers,
0: you know. That's amazing. Thank you. And makes me think about the connection of that song Dream
2: weaver. I actually make dream catchers as well.
0: Whoa! Oh, so you are a literal dream
2: weaver. Actually, though, for real. Wow! <laughs>
1: and how does oh. that? How does that? Yeah. I well now I well now I'm like well you have to explain what you mean. Okay. Like, yeah. So okay, how did you so. how did you come into dream weaving dream specifically? So, what is your practice? What do you what are okay. your intentions? I want to know all of it.
2: Okay. Okay. I believe. In the power of natural materials and physical objects and natural materials can hold power, even if they're no longer living, like plants and feathers from birds, as an example. And so that initially is what led me to being, I guess, interested in dream catchers, as they call them. And, um, you know, I just would see pictures of them and I would look for them for sale online and realize that they're actually really expensive and require like a high level of skill to create. And when I was younger, I decided that maybe if I just scraped together some things, you know, I had some yarn, I went outside and gathered some twigs and wove them together into this like circular system and then created a a web there. Added some feathers and that was the first one. And ever since then, I've just been doing it. I have like over 50 hanging in my room. I really believe in their power. And I also read about the folklore of it and it just really really identified with it a lot a lot of people think dream catchers are just for nightmares that they help just for nightmares but it's actually more than that they were traditionally hung to absorb any negative energy in your space wherever you sleep so that could be a nightmare would it would include that but it could also be negative thoughts or any judgments you may have and as you release them the technology of the dream catcher will catch it in its web and hold it there until the sun rises the next morning. And when the sun rises, those thoughts that are trapped inside the web will be burned away. Or at least that's, that was the belief of it. And I like really vampires. identified with that. Yeah. And it was super cool to me. So I just took it and <laughs> run with it. Wow. And I've been wow. making them ever since.
0: You uh, interpret dreams? Is that true? Or you have interpretations of dreams?
2: I do. I can. A lot of people have naturally just come to me because... I'm very interested in dreams. I'm always talking about what they could mean. And when people tell me their dreams, I always have something to say about it. Mm. And so because of that, I feel like people naturally come to me and are like, hey, what does this mean? Or I had this dream and I just want to share it with you.
1: So you also have the face of someone who, who people are always telling dreams to Then, huh?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say so.
1: I think it's because of your gorgeous hat and gorgeous yarn shawl <laughs> and gorgeous everything, probably.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, the fit is going hard. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you made it as well. How about a little segment of what was that dream actually about? <laughs> okay. I just just came up nice. with that now.
1: Okay. It was great. That wasn't even in the doc. But Not I at all. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I, I want to just give you a dream, or maybe Trina can give you a dream, and you give a quick rundown of what, sure. what you sure. think it means. I
1: will say that there was a website that we found in a writing meeting earlier that gave us dream interpretations. Mm -hmm. And so I did do some research into this dream that I'm about to tell you, but I still want to hear your thoughts. Okay. So the dream was that I was not myself. I was actually um, uh, Isha from dating Austin, like, yeah, that dating show that's based in Austin, like 20-somethings oh. dating. Okay. And I'm this reality TV show character named Isha and who's around my age on the show too. And she is in my high school. She's in my high school. I'm her. Okay. I'm experiencing everything as her. And she's trying to give two cannolis to <laughs> a high school, a nondescript high school teacher. But the cannolis are wet and soggy. So they actually, she like can't give them to them and she can't give them to the teacher. And the teacher's like, uh, okay. And then like officials come and find her in the classroom and say, we have to, we have to bring you to the authorities for questioning. And she's kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. And she has a high ponytail. Like she kind of has this long high ponytail and she has like a, a Birkin bag and she's wearing a dress. Um, or I guess I am as her wearing this dress with the high ponytail thinks two things I haven't done in actually maybe upwards of 10 years. So, um, she's going to the authorities and they go into this, like you, you see her walk through the hallway of the history building that I used to have in my high school. But then, um, the next scene is her going up an elevator of a multi-story building, which is odd because my high school wasn't multi-story. It was all California campus, everything was outside, even though I lived in New Jersey, which was anyway, a design flaw, um, went up the, went, go up the elevator with these two security guards who are in suits and wearing sunglasses. And then the elevator opens and we walk out into what looks like, um, like a prison intake place. Um and then the the security guards instead of like coming out with me like I thought they would, they actually like leave me there and the elevator closes and there's no way for me to get down. But then I escape and somehow find myself in hiding. So anyway, what does that mean? Okay. I guess.
2: Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Dreams are basically a system it's a language. It's a language that your brain uses to communicate to you in your waking life, what you are feeling while you are sleeping.
0: Yeah. And
2: most of the time when you have to, in, when you interpret your dreams, you have to look at that language that is communicating through you. So in many cases, it's through complex symbols. And there were many common symbols in your dream. An elevator, for an example. People who dream of elevators, some people say that it can signify your feelings, your positive and negative feelings towards good or bad things that are happening in your life prison prison okay <laughs> that, that could symbolize feeling trapped or controlled or restricted by people or circumstances in your life you know mm. um you said something about a cannoli or a pastry or something <laughs> that like, you super did all of I those did. all of those things can represent something but these symbols ultimately mean l- nothing unless you interpret it based off of your own personality and your own life and what you're actually experiencing in your waking life. So if none of mm. these things have any any meaning to you, you know, then maybe it's you have to look deeper to actually get to the to the to the root of what it is. Because you can't really just look at someone two people can have very similar dreams, but they can mean completely different things for that person. Mm. And, you know, people are constantly having dreams of, of common like in an elevator for example i've had dreams in elevators that may have meant something different at the time for me than it may mean mm-hmm. for you now you know
0: mm-hmm. i fear mm-hmm. elevators um
2: <laughs>
1: your turn <Tyler. laughs> that was extremely insightful i feel like the cannoli thing is what is the most puzzling yeah everything they, else they say makes like sense.
2: pastries and and dreams and all that kind of stuff repre- it may indicate that your life isn't working out the way it Is supposed to, or (laughs) way you want it to, because, you know, baking is such a science that if, you know, anything can go wrong at any moment and it takes so long to wait for something specifically, maybe a cannoli may mean something else. I'm not entirely sure about the cannoli specifically, but I, I do know, I do know what they say about pastries. And that's that, you know, your, your life, and this is all based off of scientific research, um, There's actually a book.
0: Oh, thank God.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, there's actually a book that I can um, recommend to anybody interested in the topic. It's called The Dream Encyclopedia by James R. Lewis. This was like the book that set me on the path to being obsessed about dreams in the way that I am. Because it's kind of separated in two parts. The first part, the author like goes through um, different cultures from like Abraham in the Hebrew Bible, like ancient Greece, like all these different cultures from around the world and talks about the importance of dreams in their culture and in their world. And then the second part is like 250, maybe more topics that people dream about. And he just kind of breaks it down, but it all goes based off of the latest research and science of the time. Wow. And so you could have a dream of like a scorpion and then flip through it and read about it and see if anything kind of... um, you know, relates to you and your experience.
0: That's incredible. I'm going to have to check it out.
2: Yeah, it's a really good book.
0: Isn't it true that you have had some experiences with the lucid dreaming?
2: Yes. Actually, I didn't know what lucid dreaming was for majority of my life. And almost every dream as a young person that I had, had some form of being lucid in it. And so for people who don't know what lucid dreaming is, it's when you have a dream, but you become aware in the dream that you are dreaming. It's actually very common and there's not a lot of things about it out there so people don't really know too much about what they might be experiencing. It's not a common thing that people talk about. And generally, it is something that every single human being can do. It's an ability that humans have. It's not something that happens to some people and doesn't happen to other people. But it is a skill. So once you learn how to do it, you can do it at will. But for most people, it happens without them controlling it and just happens by chance. Hmm. But some people have experiences where they feel they can control the reality of their dream and they can create stories and experiences for themselves in 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 their dreams. Oh, like the Sims. Basically.
0: Wow.
1: What what does it mean when you can do that? Like is that a, is that like So a,
2: d- there are a like thing? all types of uh like communities of there's a community of people out there who just kind of share their experiences and talk about things they've done or things they've experienced in lucid dreams. And some people um, think that when you first start lucid dreaming, the first thing you're going to want to do is like things related to very earthly to your body. You know, like things like you want money, you want to try and just make money appear out of nowhere, or you want to try and fly or, you know, things like that for everybody is different. And for me personally, I didn't even know that it was lucid dreaming what I was doing. And so for a while I was basically just living a continuation of my waking life in dream form. And didn't really understand the difference between being awake and being sleep because those lines got so close to one another because I still felt the same when I was sleeping and the experiences I had when I was sleeping.
0: Whoa, Tessa, that's what you were describing. Yeah, but yours sounds more like dissociation. Yeah. So do you think through doing this you've learned anything about yourself or has it, you know, benefited you? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, oftentimes I'll have really, really enriching, beautiful experiences and it all happens in, in my mind in a way, you know, in certain cultures way back, like in ancient times, there were medicine people in the community, in the tribe who were specifically designated to do that for people and to go into that trance and to, to have questions and meditate for others on their behalf. And maybe come back with answers or, or advice that they could give them on what they learned in their experience.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was very poetic. I feel a little trance-like now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I
1: feel like I need to go to sleep and have my dream.
0: Yeah. Um, Oak, oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. We've learned Absolutely. so much. We Absolutely. We've felt so much. Really. Uh... I have more questions.
1: It's crazy. I'll, I will probably have to email you them <laughs> or something because I feel like we can't. I can't keep you here, but um that was beautiful. And so so I, I feel like people who are really into dreams are like really, really into it and have such beautiful things to say. Absolutely. And it encourages me to take better care of my sleep hygiene, actually. So yeah. That I can have good dreams. Absolutely. I, okay, I have one last question and then I promise we'll be done. What is a formative dream you've had that in which you've like gained an answer or some kind of mm-hmm. clarity about something? That you've then like translated into your waking life. Gosh. Like some like there was a dream that gave you an answer basically to
3: something.
2: I feel like it's happened too many times, but there's one mm. specific instance that I would like to highlight now. And I was having kind of a stressful time and I kind of felt like lost in a way in my purpose and in my particular position in my life in that time. And I just sat there And before I went to sleep, I just remember being like, asking, like, what is my ability? Like, what am I here to do? You know, like, what am I, what do I, what do I need to know about myself that I'm like individual and different and unique from others? Like, give me an answer. I don't even know who I was talking to. I was just making a declaration. And I fell asleep and had a dream of my friend who was my neighbor at the time. And. You know, it was nothing really too crazy. Like we were just walking around somewhere on like a trail, kind of like in a nature scene. And I just very specifically remember like a pomegranate tree and like sitting there with that person near this pomegranate tree. And when I woke up and told them, they were like freaking out because they were like, I literally just had the same dream. And you just came to me and told me that you had a dream that I literally just had. And you explained it better than I even experienced it. And just Whoa. like speaking out, and that kind of really, really had me understanding that dreams are important, and they can really connect people together. And my own particular like relationship and understanding of dreams is something that I need to keep alive and share with others.
0: That's beautiful. Goddamn. snaps all around. Oak, is there anything you would like to promote before you go?
2: Um, I'm on Instagram, Oak Red. O O A K R E D. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can follow me there. See what I'm up to. See what things I'm making. You know, I make educational content. I just show my art. I do all types of things.
0: We will be linking that down below. Yeah, I'm
2: going to follow you. I'm serious. Let's go.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening this week of The Dumb Tess.